Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Possum University Podcast. Uh, we have a bit of a different type of episode for you today. Uh, we're calling it a case study for one of our Possum University alumni, Inara. She is what we are calling the most improved of 2021. And we have an awesome interview with Inara's parents to talk about what training with Jamie has been like, uh, what it was like for Inara in the beginning, throughout training, and where she is now. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode. Uh, special thank you to Inara's parents for working so hard to give her the life she deserves and uh, for doing this episode with us. So enjoy. Okay, so today we have uh, two of my most favorite. I think Anara is most improved. I think so. You give me all the updates all the time. Yes, of 2021. She is uh, top dog when it comes to where she started and where she is now. We have mom and dad with us today. Um, they are going to go over. I really wanted to put together almost like a case study of where she started, where she ended up, everything we did in between. So everybody can see all the work that we did because she had a baby brother coming. And I want to go over all of that to show everybody that if Anara can do it, anybody else can do it. Um, so mom and dad, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Glad to be here. <laughs> and uh, tell everybody where you guys live. We're in the Los Angeles area of California. Awesome. United States, since I know you've got <laughs> clients all over the world. <laughs> so um, tell them a little bit about Anara's history before you guys and like where you guys were at when you guys first got her. Um, yeah, so Anara was, um, she was up in NorCal. She was surrendered because she had nipped um, someone after she became pregnant. And she was at a Doberman rescue facility and someone had previously tried to adopt her, but uh, it didn't work out because she, she, she was a handful and she had nipped someone again in their home. She was, she was good with kids, but um, adults, like she was not okay with new people being in the house at all. Um, zero tolerance. And when we got her, she had, it had been about two months since she had been surrendered. And already in those two months, she had gone from like three different places. She went from her original home to, to being surrendered to the shelter, then down to the Doby rescue, then to another home and then back to the Doby rescue. Uh, so it was, it was a lot for her when we met her, um, we, we had a good idea of what we were getting into. Um, we were told that she was not comfortable with people. Uh, and we took, we talked to the previous person that had had her and she kind of gave us the history about the nipping. We didn't know too much about her before she was surrendered. Other than as Rhett said, she had been pregnant and that's when the nipping started and she lost her puppies at the shelter, um, when she got fixed. So she had had a lot of trauma. Yeah. Um, and when we saw her at the rescue, she was basically skin and bones. She hadn't been eating since she had gotten back there and she had been there about two weeks and she was cowering in the corner, a scared little thing. Um, they brought all kinds of treats to try to coax her to come she would take closer nothing. to us. She wouldn't even take bacon. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like and just just to preface this, uh, she she is a big dog right now. She's like seventy pounds. She's half German Shepherd, half Doberman Pinscher. She's long so and she, lanky. <laughs> yeah, she's a big girl. So yeah, yeah you don't she's want tall. you don't want to see her coming at you to nip you yeah. for sure. And very uh, deep, aggressive sounding bark that mm -hmm. is very intimidating. But yeah. we took her for a walk, and um, she did a bit better. She would not let us pet her. Um, she would immediately flinch, but she accepted walking with us. 
and we decided that we wanted to give her a chance and we wanted to give her a home because she deserved a second chance and we were ready to do it. Amazing. And a lot of people, you know, I, I, I applaud you for doing that because a lot of people see that and they're like, we're a young couple, we want kids, you know, uh, we like to travel. And like, that's usually like everything that you wouldn't want in a dog. And the fact that you guys put her first and you didn't even know her and you didn't even know how it was going to go. It's amazing that you guys took that chance and it's great because she's amazing. She really is. Thank you. And we, um, we tended to have a lot of guests over pre COVID. Um, so we, I guess our strategy was like, okay, we'll just have to always keep her in a separate room. Um, cause we knew she couldn't do well with people. So yeah, it was definitely when you were getting into a handful, we didn't realize how much of a handful, but it's been absolutely worth it. The mm-hmm. joy, um, and happiness that she brings is, is just absolutely worth it. And, yeah. um, if you put in the work, you know, you'll get the results. Yeah. Someone I'd, I'd watched a video somewhere where, where someone said about rescuing dogs that they will thank you literally every single day. And she literally does thank us like every single day. I say that all the time. I was like rescue dogs. They are so much more appreciative. Yeah. Um, and Pudge is a rescue, but we had her so young that I don't think she realizes she no that she she's thinks, a rescue. She thinks you birthed her. Yeah. <laughs> like she was only three weeks old. So I think she thinks that she came out of me. So like when it comes to her, <laughs> like her behavior is different than the other two. I mean, definitely she has different personality. Like she's way, she's way smarter than the other two, but the other two are very well aware that they were rescued and that they had a, a separate life prior to us. And they are very, very appreciative of what they have now. Um, but like what your mom was just saying about like, you really like you put the work in and you really get rewarded down the line. Um, that's exactly what I was just saying to, uh, my young couple clients, um, earlier today, literally this morning, um, they're petrified because they got an Aussie shepherd and I think he's got a chemical imbalance. He's only seven months old, but he's a hot mess. And and they're young. They want kids. They haven't even moved out of their parents' house yet. So like mom has her own anxiety. She's petrified. And I was literally telling her about Anara because I was like, listen, like this is exactly why I wanted to do this episode because I need other people to see like you guys were right where she was and that it's totally possible. Um, and thankfully, um, Louie is, I would say, a little bit better than Anara in, in, in her case because he's not biting anybody. He's running the other direction. Like, he is a fleer, but he's got a deep, aggressive bark, just like Dad was saying about Anara. It's it's scary. You know, even though he's not going to go forward, it's, it's stressful for everybody. So um, I think just like what you said, and I was telling her, the more effort you put in, I swear, two years from now, you're going to be checking in with me. And you're going to be like, this is the best dog ever because he's going to get through it just like Anara did. And, and you guys are loving every second of her progress and it's just so great to see. So when, what made you guys come to us initially? Like what kind of sparked it in general? So I was looking for, so, um, we had been working with, um, the, the shelter told us, um, or the rescue place told us do not do any kind of Caesar Milan stuff, like positive reinforcement only. And so I started reading a lot about positive reinforcement, which was very right. <laughs> yeah, it, absolutely. Yes. The way to go. <laughs> um, and, um, and so we worked with her a lot. We, she didn't, she was potty trained, thankfully when we got her, but that was about it. So we worked on commands and basic things like, you know, sit, so, stay, yeah. leave it learned was boop. Uh, we did fun <laughs> things too. Uh, and, um, and so, but then we got to a point we were out, we had taken her walking like on a hike and, um, 
there were definitely things that we could have done differently on that walk, but um, apparently she was really stressed and we weren't exactly in tune with that. I think Rhett was more in tune than I was, but um, she got loose, like completely. She slipped out of her harness and her collar. And she was doubled the, up and she had a muzzle on too. No, she, uh, no, she didn't have a muzzle on at that point. This was oh, okay. before we started using a muzzle. And um, there was a lady walking by with her little dog, which she could have annihilated that dog. Mm-hmm. And then there was a bicyclist coming. And, and the lady, it was a very bad situation. And she hates bicycles. So it was all around a horrible situation. Perfect and storm. she booked it. Yeah. And she's fast. And, um, and so I was trying to chase her, Rhett was trying to chase her and we like yelled at the bicyclist, please like get off your bike and stay there. Just don't move. Yeah, don't Save move. yourself. And, yeah. The lady with the little dog, thankfully had a control over her dog. And she just stopped. And yeah. she stopped and, and Ara could have totally bit someone, but she didn't. Thankfully, um, we were able to get a hold of her. I was shaking. Rhett was able to, you know, get stuff back on her. We got her back to the car, but, um, it was, it was very a very scary. sobering moment. And, and it was that, that was the moment that sparked. It was like, okay, well, this is a huge liability, right? Like if she bites someone on a public trail, um, like we, like that's, that's an extraordinary amount of liability for yes. us. So that was a moment where it was like, okay, if we're going to keep her, then we need to, bring in some professional help because we definitely don't understand yeah we need to put the work in that's what it really comes down to we had gotten to our limit to what we could do like beyond that we just we needed help we Mm -hmm. didn't know what to do next and um I was looking at dog trainers around us and actually I reached out to her rescue place and they said, you need a behavioral specialist, not a trainer. She's great on commands. You're good on that. Um, So I started looking at behavioral specialists and everyone in our area used methods that I was not okay with, like shock collars and more Caesar Milan stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, I heard about you on the pregnancy podcast. I, um, at this point, this was very early into my pregnancy. I think this was like in January. Um, And I, uh, you had done a special with the pregnancy podcast and you were talking about getting the dog ready with the baby coming. And um, I knew we needed to help her because I knew we were going to be having a lot of people come over. Yep. Um, and I didn't want her. I didn't want that affecting the baby. And um, she's a part of our family. She wasn't going anywhere, so I knew we would have to put the work in. Um, and so, yeah. thankfully, I heard about you, and you were doing virtual consults. And then um, here we are. I think like seven, no, almost a year, almost a year later. And she is such a different dog. Um, we're still not doing a lot of walks, but we have family over all the time that she, that it would have been a disaster with earlier and before. And now not only does she do amazing with them, she's gotten to experience how much love the world has to offer her. Um, and then she's also amazing with our son. She gives him so much love and, um, she's the most affectionate dog I've ever like, con- like conceived when she's of. comfortable, <laughs> she loves hard. She is yes. exactly. Yeah. She, she loves hard. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, it, it's amazing. She's, we never expected to get as far as we have with her. Yeah. I mean, I've said this a million times to my other clients is that when I talk about you guys and Inara, you guys did everything I told you to do to a T, to a T, like 
perfection. Thank you. Every single time we checked in, I was like, did you do your homework? You're like, yes, we did blah, 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 blah. And she's here. And, and this is what we're doing. And so everybody knows like this was hard work. Don't, don't get us wrong. But I think it was easier than it could have been in, in other situations. Like the work that I will give, especially your family in general, the, the homework that I gave you was stuff that was easy to do. You just need to make it a part of your lifestyle. It's not difficult. It's just, can you consistency? Yeah. yeah. Consistently. Can you, can you set up situations to do mock trainings? Because she needed socialization. Just like you said, the commands were not the problem. She's a very intelligent dog, which is actually her problem. She's too <laughs> <Yes>. smart. <laughs> you know, she's too smart to the, to the point where she has these negative emotions because she's smart enough to realize that the world is a scary place. Um, whereas like the happy dummies don't have that. They're more happy go lucky because they just don't know any better, but she has been hurt. She's, we don't know what happened to her prior, but you know, she's uncomfortable enough. And just the fact of meeting you and wincing, you know, when you went to like pet her, like lets me know that somebody probably hurt her. Um, and you know, there's a lot of different scenarios that probably went on that we don't know of, but that everything that we did, we were trying to reverse stuff that we didn't know. And that was, it was kind of a question mark. Yeah. And her, her puppies were taken from her too when she was surrendered. So like, that was a really, like she went through a lot of trauma. Yeah. She probably had postpartum. I actually am dealing with another client who I think the dog has postpartum as well. She was found with somebody else's puppies and then those puppies also got taken from her. So like Aww. emotionally her hormone hormones are probably all over the place. Yeah. And you know, I forgot to mention, um, apart from that one park incident, she had also, uh, nipped Rhett's mom and she left a bad bruise and, um, and it, it was never, she never was trying to hurt people, but she, she could do damage. It's mostly sure. when it people so would turn around, right? It, it was yeah. exactly with the moment people would turn around, she just couldn't help herself and she would go after them. And Rhett's mom wasn't the only person she had nipped. She had already nipped multiple people in our home. Yeah. So what were the specific issues that you were working on when they first came to you? So I think we really wanted to get her anxiety under control because I think that was very, very obvious that her anxiety was through the roof. So yeah. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, we started off with just CBD. We didn't go immediately to the fluoxetine, correct? We did. You recommended we start both, but mm -hmm. I had I didn't have fluoxetine, so it was good. So it was a whole process trying to get it. So we immediately started her on CBD since that was easily accessible. Yep, and that that definitely helped, especially with you guys in California. CBD's everywhere. Um, <laughs> yes, like there's exactly. some people in Jersey where I'm like, oh, have you heard of CBD? And they're like, I have no idea what that is. And I'm like, so it's like a different world. Um, so we started her on that, and we we tried to find a really good balance for her because every dog is different depending on their weight and the severity. Um, but like how Mom had said earlier walks were super stressful um so I made and I don't normally do this I made the executive decision to say no more walking for right now um because that wasn't our number one problem it wasn't like Anara could live out her days never going on another walk ever again right like <laughs> yeah. that would be fine absolutely obviously we want to get to the point where she can do that because god forbid there's like an emergency and you need to walk her and she needs to be on a leash we we need to like tackle that but when it came to getting her ready for the baby that was not our number one concern so i said no more of that because I think that just exacerbates her anxiety and then when she comes back from the walk she can't come down for like a day so that was making it worse so we we kind of ixnayed walks for right then we did a lot of stuff in the backyard um so the whole time you're just keeping her under a threshold Yes, we needed, my number one concern was bringing her anxiety down because she was literally through the roof. Um, anything that was going on, even like the squirrels in the backyard, she was like, she could not focus. Um, you know, I know she mom and dad. 
She was at 10 all the time. All the time. Yeah, all the time. Right? Like when you guys would leave the room, like she'd follow you everywhere. Yeah. Yep. So, and then back then, tell, tell everybody a little bit about like having people over at that point when we first started. Um, so she immediately would start barking at people and it was a very scary like bark. Like teeth. Like it was, <laughs> I mean, originally, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Inside the house. And then, um, definitely people could not stand up. I think we kind of learned this the hard way. People could not stand up. And if they did, um, and gave her back to them, she would immediately go after them and nip them. Um, she was also very uncomfortable with men. Um, and she had a very different reaction to men versus women. Mm-hmm. Um, still not as comfortable with um, with shorter people than tall people. Yeah, that's normal. Very. very oh, I'm normal. sorry. I'm sorry. So I meant the other way. She's still not as comfortable with taller people as shorter. You know people, what? But you she's said doing it, a lot and I I heard the opposite. I was just going with what you were saying. I totally <laughs> knew what you were doing. Um, yeah, that's very very normal for most dogs, especially rescues where we don't know their history. So. Um, I think for her in the very beginning, we wanted to get the look, the look command under control. So I knew that we could get her focus in stressful situations. That was number one, working on that in the house with mom and dad. Um, and then once we saw the anxiety come down, I knew it was time to start socializing slowly. So we started, I think, I don't know if it was Rhett's mom. Who was the first person that we had come over? Yeah, I think it was my mom. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. And I think his it was mom too. was someone that had been around a lot of dogs and horses. So she, she kind of, she had an idea of what she, she was got getting. It. Yes. Yeah. I think the key thing here is when we start to socialize in these types of situations, we're using people that are dog savvy or reactive savvy. Like they know what to do, not reaching or trying to force themselves on them or being scared in general, because that the hormones that we secrete, they trigger dogs most of the time anyway. Um, so really just getting her comfortable. We did outside, we did inside. We were kind of going over a lot of scenarios for the first couple of, of, uh, sessions because I really needed to learn what her specific triggers were because Inara was very, very complex. Like it, it it was like, things were so different for her in specific rooms of the house or like in the front yard versus the backyard and, and how people like, I think, was it your brother who just like came in the gated fence and like, she was like, didn't know what to do. She was like, Oh, you're just going to come in. Like I didn't scare you. And she was like (laughs) dumbfounded. And And knowing that information that actually really helped me because she's not intentionally trying to hurt anybody. She's just like most of the dogs that we deal with. She's not aggressive. She's just terrified. So she has learned if I bark, I lunge, I growl, people are going to stay away from me. And like your brother like wasn't faced by that. So she was like, oh shit. Okay. Like you just walked into my backyard. No problem. And that kind of changed their relationship, right? Like she was way more somewhat okay with him than the rest of the family. Like he was able to come in, she was taking food, um, you know, so sometimes it's hard to take that first step. And I think that's what we were really looking for of how to get past her uncomfortability and her threshold in a, in a good way where she didn't feel uncomfortable. Um, food is obviously the number one thing that helped her as well, other than the meds and the CBD. Cause that, that definitely was something that she really loved. Um, so I'm really glad that the, the mix of the CBD, the meds, the food, the proper people really kind of got us where we had to go in the beginning. And I think as we went, um, we got to teach her some more, like we did the weight command, we did the touch command. And every single time that you guys were doing this, I, I think you made her feel more and more comfortable. Um, and then 
when when did you guys go on your first vacation? Oh, what um, month was that? So so prior, I think before we started working with you, we went on an overnight trip. Mm-hmm. And so we had had her for like four months at that point. And she had stayed with Rhett's brother and it was a disaster. Um, and then we went on our first vacation after that in um, July. So that was almost a year into us having her. We adopted her early August of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um and same Rhett's brothers are dog sitter. Uh, cause she, there's no way she could be at a boarding place and no, she's she'd not lose comfortable. It. Yeah. And yeah. at that point she wasn't comfortable with anyone, anyone else. else. It would yeah. set her back. It would literally set her back. She would, it would be, yeah. And it'd she bring up a whole lot of stuff. Own home. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There were, yeah. It's going on a trip was a whole ordeal. Our concern was her and, um, we were gone for two weeks and um, she actually did really well with him. Oh, and uh, we also had a cat living here for about six months that we were fostering. And because um, we at first, like we weren't sure how well she would do with others. Um, and uh, she really took to the cat. She liked the cat's company a lot. And so when Rhett's brother was here, he had the cat and Rhett and Rhett's brother. And she did really well with them. Um, when we got back two weeks later, she was like in shock when she first saw us that we were back. She she couldn't she <laughs> yeah. didn't know what to do. She was like, "Okay, I thought this was my back. new life. Thank God you're back." Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Yep. and I think that that was a big turning point because she realized that um, we were always going to come back and that she was going to be safe and it was going to be okay. Since then. Um, it, it's gotten a lot easier. Her anxiety when we leave the house, she manages it a lot better. Yes. Um, which reminded me two things. We forgot one incident. Wasn't there like a, a wildfire and you guys had to evacuate? Yes. Very early uh, on in having her, right? Yes, yes. This was very early on into having her. And yeah, this was, I guess, before we started working, this was like two months yeah. in October. So this was two months into us having her. We had to evacuate and we left for almost a week and um, we went to Rhett's parents. We had our own room where we were all together. Um, She didn't have her crate, which she was used to sleeping in a crate. So she has her own crate and that's always been her safe space. Mm -hmm. Um, She loves her crate and we're very intentional to, uh, you know, respect that that's her space. Uh, so she didn't have that, which was a little weird for her. And then there was another dog there that we didn't do a good job introducing them. And then there were a lot of people that she was meeting for the first time. And also they all happened to be really tall. Um, so it, it, it was a horrible situation. Yeah, yes. it, it was a, it was <laughs> a it was disaster. Like, we, we had to do what we had to do. So. Yeah. yeah. And we, and we didn't set her up very well. So, so it didn't go as well as it could have. There was definitely some nipping and attacking the other dog and well, nipping people. The first, the first introduction to the other dog went okay, but then the other dog, like Anara was just like, so just like overwhelmed and we were all in the living room and the other dog came and started eating Anara's food in front of her. Oof. And at that point, Anara did lose, she lost it. And, uh, she like barked at the other dog, like really loud. And then the other dog like peed itself. Oh goodness. It was a bad situation. And the other, <laughs> yeah, the, the other dog will never be an RS friend after that. I don't know. Yeah. That. Like it kind of just, it, it, it stuck it there. Ruined that interaction. Yep. Yeah. But the fact that she didn't like come over and like bite the dog for eating your food, just a bark is like, it's pretty good. You know I what think I mean? at one point 
well during our she stay lunged. there she did like lunge at the dog um and the owner red brother i think was very scared and intimidated which that rubbed off on the dog that's already got some anxiety issues yeah we definitely like didn't know how to handle this situation we are in a very different place now yes. knowing how to handle these things 100 um, you don't you can't know what to do unless you know what to do and and now you guys have like all this better understanding about how she thinks and how she learns so it makes these types of situations much easier. And then the second thing I thought of, uh, I remembered is that when we were first working, I noticed that the crate was in your living room and is kind of where people walk and can be very close to it. So we made the decision to move that into your room. Yes. And I think that drastically helped as well. And that was something that you guys as a couple kind of had to like talk about and say, Hey, do we want her in our room? You know what I mean? We had to make that decision and you we didn't want to move her into the guest room because we knew people were going to be coming to stay when the baby was going to be born. Um, so we didn't want to make that decision and then switch that up on her right before the baby got here. So, you know, you guys bit the bullet on that and had her in her room. You want to talk about the change there and, and what you saw? Um, yeah, that was definitely a huge improvement. I mean, that's from the very beginning, like she, she takes her food and water in her crate. So like, that's her, that's her spot where she can go to like, if things are overwhelming to her, she just goes in there on her own. And moving that into like an even safer space in our room, which is where somewhere she always like she was basically prohibited from going in our room the entire time. She can't go into the bathroom. And she can't go into our room ever. <laughs> so, um, of course, she wanted to go into our room for like yes. a long like she would she would sit at the threshold and like look in like, like hey, make, what you guys like doing? <laughs> that was like a yeah, that was like a treat. She wanted to be in there. So, um, yeah, removing her from the stimulus of like moving her safe place into the place where she wanted to be was, um, was like a huge improvement for her. Like, yeah, I think it, that really when helped. She was out in the living room. She would bark at like, if anyone walked by her crate, she would, she would just bark intimidatingly. Like yeah, she's trying it was, to it was keep, a bad situation. And, her... and our guests would like freak out because they're walking by and all of a sudden they, they get this like crazy bark at them. So, yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It makes sense. So especially where the crate was specifically, it was like kind of right in that hallway area, like where people walk by quite yeah. often. So I think moving her was a really big step into making her feel even more safe. All right. Made yeah. it an even safer place instead of just having people around her. Yes. Um, yeah. Most definitely. And actually now, um, thanks to that, we're what we, we've tried like different things when people come over to make her feel uh, to before to introduce her to people. And um, now that she has her crate, um, in addition to our room, um, we're able to close that door and just give her again a safe space um, that is our room. And, and she gets comfortable hearing other people in the house. And then we bring her out. And by then she's had a chance to calm down. And, um, you know, and again, she's got two safe spaces, her crate and uh, our room. Absolutely. Um, and I think we really needed to figure out what was going to work for Anara. Like being on leash, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm trying to remember, being on leash was definitely a trigger for her, right? She always did better off leash. So a lot of people are like, oh, put that dog on a leash. And you're like, well, if you want this to go well, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was trying to figure out what was going to work for her. Most dogs, I say, you know, having them on a leash is the safest thing. Um, for her, she's not the dog that's just going to run up to somebody and attack them. Um, it's going to be because there's probable cause. Like, okay, I get why she did that. She's not one of those dogs that just goes after people. And we saw that with your brother when he came in the yard and she was like dumbfounded. She was like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. uh, but she just stood there. Um, you know, so we could play around with that a little bit. And most of the time we say, okay, bring them out on leash, let them meet outside. And sometimes that worked for her without the leash. But 
Um, like mom was just saying, like sometimes they put her in the crate in the room and just let her chill for a little bit so she could hear people. And that is not the norm for every dog, right? That could work for some dogs and some dogs they could lose it in that scenario. So we have to play around with it and just see what works specifically. That's why I always say like, if I'm, if I was ever going to write a book, it would probably be the wrong, the longest book ever, because I would be writing every single scenario and things to try, <laughs> um, you know, rather than, Oh, just do it this way. Cause this is the right way. There's no, there's no a hundred percent right way. It's the right way for that specific dog. I think it's almost more like training us to be more, um, to notice the dog's behavior and to be intuitive about like what the dog is feeling. Cause yeah. that's really, uh, I mean, in, in our growth, uh, you know, in working with her, that's been the biggest uh, like change and, and the most benefit we've seen is Absolutely. just like being more attuned to what she's going through and, and trying to um, like change the environment so that it's better for her, whatever she's, whatever she's dealing with at the moment. Working with her, not against her. Right. Yeah. And a lot of, um, so I, I avidly listened to your podcast. Um, I, I, after I met you, I started listening to the podcast. <laughs> and so I've learned a lot from listening to the podcast as well. Um, in addition to the training that we have done and both of those things, like Rhett said, have allowed us to notice when she's anxious, when she's not responding well. And, um, like we originally had started introducing to her to people outside, um, a prayer suggestion. Cause we thought that was a trigger. And then at one point we tried doing it inside instead of outside. And then I think we came to the conclusion that, um, outside was still there. We have chain link fence all around us. Um, and then, and our gate, uh, people, you can like see out and people can see in. And so our yard is still a very, is still a place where, um, she, there's a lot of anxiety because there's a lot of commotion going on around her. And so we were, we realized, um, with your help that that was not the right place to introduce her to people when she's already stressed out. And then introducing her to people is not, is a stressful thing. Yeah. She's already on high alert. And I remember now that you just said that it triggered me to remember, um, the neighbor, the guy neighbor with the dog (laughs) and how much she hated them. Yes. Which she now, um, she's now fine with them. Uh, well, we it, had to, we had to train him too. To yes, not, like, yeah, you had to it, have him work with us. <laughs> yeah, because he was working against us originally. Like it was just his nature to sort of like try to be overly friendly. Yeah, he was like, "I'm a dog person. Like if I just right. let you sniff me, like we'll be fine." Right. But that yep. doesn't work for every dog. Yeah, and right. you know, once we got him on board. I think things yeah. got a lot easier. I think that was one of the first things that we really worked on because a lot of times when I'm working with a dog like Anara, I need to take many, many steps. Like I need, what is the normal amount of socialization that she gets regardless of you guys putting any effort in or not, right? Like he lives next door. He's there. He's there. Right. He lives there. Yeah. Um, so we could utilize him at any moment if you guys were home and not and you know it was COVID so things were a little bit different so um you know you guys were home and if you saw he was outside you can easily use him as training multiple times a day and we started there that was I think other than you know Rhett's mom coming over that was one of the first things that we did because it was dog and person guy taller you know she he kind of fit the mold of the person that he she really doesn't like so that really helped us and we saw that improve very much so and then going off what mom was saying before like really learning her behavior and being more in tune with that. Even now, like if I look back at all the videos you've ever sent me, like you're both communicating with each other and being like, okay, she doesn't like that. Or like, let's pull her back a little bit. Like, let's see if we can do this. Or like, let me get these different treats. And you guys are constantly watching her behavior and how she looks and how she's, how she's feeling. And that's, 
that's what we need to do. We need to take that next step and really look at our dogs and say, okay, this is normal for her behavior. This is not normal for her behavior. And how can I get her back to a good place? So when, you know, how we figured out the inside was better because it's, it's her safer place that worked for her rather than outside. And a lot of it was, like you said, trial and error. We would try one thing that normally would work well with dogs, with other dogs. And that was not the right thing for her. And rather than just giving up and being like, oh, you know, clearly this dog is not going to do well in this situation. It was finding a workaround. Okay. Well, what situation will she do well? And what can we try? Um, Oh yeah. Like when we had to improvise when the other, so we had some friends come and stay with us for a while. I was just going to ask you to talk about this because this is the exact example of like things that I would never suggest people to do, but it worked for Nara. She's just different. She's a weird, she's a weird one (laughs) for sure. Like most dogs would be like losing it in this situation. And she was like, no, this is good. I like this. (laughs) She she did not want to be on the leash. We tried the leash at first and that was making it worse. So, so first of all, we've got two strangers that she's never met. Thankfully they're both short. So we have that working for us. It was a, it was a a female and a male couple. But they stay for a week. They stayed for a week and they brought their dog, dog, who's a black lab. Um, We were told that when she was surrendered to her original home, she lived with the lab, but we don't know anything about that. In general, her encounters with dogs, like half the dogs she's encountered with, she seems to like, and then half she doesn't like, and that's really bad. I would say it's less than that. Maybe 10% of dogs she likes. That's true. The the other 90%, (laughs) she just cannot abide. Yeah. (laughs) Like when we walk, um, like, like the times that we've taken her walking, other dogs are a huge stressful trigger for yeah. her. And um, she can't come down. She's at 10. And there's nothing we can do. Yeah. So, um, so definitely bringing in a dog was, was that was going to be something new. Um, thankfully sky, the dog that was visiting is a very, is an older lab. That's a very chill dog. Yeah. Um, really it was perfect. Yeah. It, it was perfect. It was perfect. And her owners, um, especially the wife, you know, very calm and, and were okay. They, we, we, first of all, we, before they even came, we gave them a heads up. This is the situation. This is how we need to handle things. Like I remember texting you, Oh, you know, they're coming at night. It's not in the daytime anymore. And she doesn't handle night as well as the daytime. And I said, no meeting, no meeting till the morning. We need daylight. And, and I remember that because I was like, yeah, this is, if we're going to set this up, we have to set this up the right way. So we had an R in the room. You guys, you know, they chilled out in the living room. And then in the morning, you guys did what you did. Yeah. And she was, um, she actually like, it was already her bedtime. She does really well with the routine. So it was already her bedtime and she was in bed and everything. So she was in her happy place when they came. Um, and she heard the voices. She didn't bark, which was, um, which Strange. was a really positive yeah. sign and not normal. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Would bark. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the next day we were very intentional. We only introduced her to one person, the wife first, because she likes females and we knew the wife would do better. Um, and then later we, you know, we gradually brought in the husband, um, and then later the dog. Um, and that was, and, and the dog was, again, we were, thankfully we were very intentional for there to be like two of us and again we talked about everything beforehand 
to them, how we're going to handle things, yep. what we need out of their dog. Um, and, you know, we were very thoughtful on where to do this. What's the least stressful place. We tried outside, like in the backyard and that didn't go great. Well, you we first tried- did the technique I told you to do, which is exactly what I do with Oakley all the time. I let Oakley lead. I let the, the, you know, like the Inara of the group come up behind and she was losing it. Remember she was yeah, just, no. it was not working for her. Um, yeah. so we ixnade that I was like, all right, decompress for a while. Let's try something else. And then we talked about the deck. Yeah. And then the, and that didn't work well either. It, it worked okay. Um, it was better than the walking. Yeah. But it it was not ideal. She was just, she was again, like 10 out of 10. And we, I mean, we were the moment that it were very intentional, you know, you've taught us to always end on a high. So the moment that she started showing, you know, a lot of stress and it wasn't going to go down, we nipped it. Was it was time to it abort. Was... Yeah, we had to abort the mission. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and that's, we knew it wasn't working. She wasn't coming around, so we had to shut it down. And that's, that's what we do. So then tell them your, our crazy idea that we came up with that actually wound up working. So, yeah, it, she's... Um, so first of all, this is a couple days later. Yep. Like we definitely we let them chill a little bit. Press. Yeah, there's all four of us on deck now because we really want to make this work. Like this is her one chance to like... Yeah. <laughs> for, for another interaction yeah. with a dog to like work. Um, so And we, she so was good did, with the mom and dad at this point, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she was... Really She good. was friends with, with the mom and dad, but the other dog... And I think it's just she gets so excited. It's not that she wants to like attack the other dog or like she just... She's overwhelmed. She gets out of control. Yeah, she gets out of control. Oh, but- and didn't she not love Sky being in the guest room on the bed? Oh, yeah. So that was the that was the thing that really. So what we what we tried was we set up this situation where um, we had the door like just open a crack so that Anara could smell and see the other dog, and and you had said you know once they sniff each other's butts like that's like um, that's like a huge milestone in their in the two dogs relationship, right? Yeah. So we got we achieved that. But Anara is just so she's like a brute. She'll get her nose like she'll she'll use her nose as a weapon. Like it's not a sensitive part of her body. She uses. Do you it know? Like I never I never told you guys this, but dogs that have the noses that Anara has, we call them pokey noses, because they're so long and like they're like you just said, like you use them yeah. as like a weapon. Like you could whip that thing around and hurt somebody. Yes. So <laughs> that's what really that's what she was doing to Sky, and Sky took a, a lot of it. To her credit, and then eventually Sky was like, "Okay, I'm done. Like, I don't, I don't want to be poked like this." You know, Anara was Anara's face was like in like all up in Sky. So Sky was like, "I'm out," and she jumped up on the guest bed, and then Anara started losing Which, it because Anara is not allowed up on there. Exactly, Anara is not allowed on the bed. We have rules for Anara, and one of those is absolutely not the bed. Yeah. And Sky broke that. Rule. <laughs> and then, and then the situation. Anara's started, like, like in my house. Right, <laughs> right. It was okay up until that point, and then we had to abort the mission again and reset. Yes. Um, so, uh, I mean, we just kept going. And, and so then... we reset in a different location where Sky could not jump on furniture because we figured that that might trigger Inara. Um, and um, so we did it kind of in a neutral space. Um, you can actually see we we videotaped the whole thing, and you can actually see Anara's reaction the second that Sky got on the bed. It was just like I mean, you could you could watch Her it eyes changed. <laughs> and they did, she was changed. like, "What yeah. are you doing?" Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's not my bed, but you most certainly cannot go on it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so on that note.
in the common areas, um, I was very intentional for Sky to not do the things that Inara was not allowed to do. So like going into the kitchen. Um, and at first, um, we weren't having Sky on the couch because I was worried that Inara would, when she would get on the couch, she would smell Sky and that might trigger her. But no, she actually was okay with that. Um, at that point, they were never in the same place at the same time. So we would like kind of take shifts between yeah. the dogs being out in the common areas. Um, and so then our last socialization attempt, actually, there were two after this, um, and they both went really well. You want to tell them? Yeah, actually, I don't even remember them that well, because there was nothing really. I mean, it, they must have. We used we used like these little kitty gate type barriers. Oh, that's right. Um, yes. Like as a safe, you know, in case in case we needed to abort or something. Um, and they um, and it, we were using lots of treats um, for Inara. And, um, but Sky had her parents there to assist on her side. Yep. Inara had us on our side. And I think we just kind of let them smell each other and kind of, um, gauge the situation. We eventually were able to remove the gate and they did really well. Um, and then, and Sky was very tolerant of Inara sticking her nose all over Sky. Um, and then eventually, you know, when we thought, when we saw that they started getting tired or showing like signs of this being too much, we, um, again, lots of treats and stopped there. Shut and it then, down on a good note. Yeah. Exactly. And then this was right at that. This was towards the end of them having been here. And so there was one more interaction that they had where, um, and our, it was at night and our needed to go potty. Um, and Sky was in the living room and sitting on the couch. And so they kind of tried to hide her from view, um, so that Inara wouldn't get too jealous. Um, and actually Inara saw her on the couch and Inara was totally fine. And she went out, did her business. She came out, she sniffed everyone, said hello, and then went back to bed. Fabulous. Fabulous. And like I said, like the whole gate thing, like through the doors is usually not my first two first first go to at all um because usually you get like barrier reactivity and like yeah could be frustrating yeah and she did well with that that made her feel safe for whatever reason that worked for her so like you guys are the perfect couple to talk about your scenario because you we've literally had to go through every method possible with her and yeah. to find the right one and i'm almost glad that that's what it was because it, it really, a lot of times, most of my, my first go-tos, they do work, you know? And sometimes that gets, gets kind of boring for me <laughs> from a training standpoint. Like, you guys were a challenge, right? And Nara was the one that kind of tested me. And I was like, all right, we're doing this. We're changing it up. We're going to see how this goes. Keep me updated. And I would be like on the edge of my seat, like, okay, I wonder how this is going to go. I really want to know how it's going to go. Plus, you guys are like a thousand miles away and like I'm trying to do as much as I possibly can. And like, it worked so well, all these different things that we did with her that would not normally work for the average dog. It worked for her. And I'm just so thrilled that you guys never gave up truly. In part, part of it was that we felt empowered because by this point we had been working with you for a while. So we had a lot of tools that we didn't have originally to understand oh no, this is stressing her out. This is not working out. We need to abort rather than pushing her, which mm -hmm. is something we had done in the past or, uh, you know, so we just, there was a lot more that we were comfortable with and that we could understand. We were a lot more in tune with her and her needs. Um, and again, we had at this point had a lot of trial and error. 
Um, and so I think all of those things made a big difference. And again, like you said, not giving up and just being creative and finding other workarounds. Yep. And not getting too stressed out as the parents, right? Right. And that's the thing that like, Rhett handles her a lot better than I do. And so, um, so I, and I, I, I know I can stress out whereas he can be a lot more calm. So we were very intentional for me to be the assistant and him to be the main <laughs> exactly. handler. So because of that. Did she or did she not get you ready for a baby though? Oh yeah, she got us <laughs> ready for a baby. <laughs> I say it all the time, I swear. We get dogs handed to us. Like like obviously Opal's situation was like super traumatic and devastating but like did she or did she not get us ready for a child we were ready like we were he was a piece of cake, piece of cake. i would have i'm like bring on the uh, bring on the twins after her situation i'm like we could do two whatever <laughs> like we could totally do two it's fine like when you're dealing with a blind dog with seizures that's like only a year old like and you handle that and then you get like oh a baby who's just normal you're like wow this is pretty easy <laughs> yeah so I, I swear we always get handed the more difficult dogs right before we have children and that seems to be the case for a lot of my clients that come to me from the pregnancy podcast because they're reaching out because they have that difficult dog so leading into that let's talk more about um you know her getting ready for the baby I mean we did a bunch of stuff obviously everything that we were doing was pretty much tailored around the fact that there were going to be more people there was going to be this little life coming into your life and and things were going to be very different um but leading up to you having him did she change it all because I think there was obviously a period of time you're about to pop so we weren't talking as much as often um did she change it all right before you had the baby um I don't think I think she became a little bit more gentle. She became a little bit yeah, more cognitive. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. She did become more gentle. Like like Rhett said, she's kind of a brute. Um, <laughs> she, unintentionally. Like yeah. she, she's a big girl. And so she can, sometimes she can hurt us when she's just playing. Yep. Um, and so she definitely was a lot more gentle with me. Um, I was also very intentional to ensure that she didn't feel like she was getting ignored um, with all these changes going on. I was intentional to let her be close to my belly um not keeping her away I tried working with a fake baby I tried getting her used to crying yep um so I mean I was very determined we were very determined that um we were going to make this work and that she was she was a part of our family and that wasn't going to change and we were um, you know, we were going to set her up for success. Like I think most of the baby prep we did, was getting an R ready for the baby. Yeah. And so she absolutely exceeded our expectations because she was, was given the help that she needed to feel comfortable. And it was so much further, like it was so much advanced time-wise than when the baby came, which I think was really you guys played the second you got pregnant you like reached out because we needed all that time we did she needed it so I'm yeah. glad that we had that because everything that we did was not associated with with his homecoming it was completely separate like she was like oh okay yeah. there's a baby here now yes, <laughs> um exactly. so one do you guys want to talk about how you brought the baby home and how you guys handled that specifically with her so I think I re-listened to um your podcast episodes that you had done with the pregnancy podcast on, um, on getting ready for a baby. So like pre baby coming home and then already having a baby. 
think I listened to them like two or three times and, um, and I kind of took notes. And at that time, my mom was here too. Um, and so when my mom came, I was very intentional that she came like a good chunk of time before the baby came so that Inara would have time to feel comfortable with her since, um, we knew we were going to be gone for a couple of days, at least Mm -hmm. at the hospital. Um, so my mom came like two weeks beforehand, it was a scheduled C-section. So at least we didn't have any surprises. So that allowed us to have a lot more control. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, uh, she, with my mom at this point, she was doing so much better with people. Um, but she actually didn't do great with my mom when my mom came, which was surprising. Um, and she actually nipped my mom too. It was her first time nipping someone in a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think part of it just had to do with the situation she was in. So we learned a lot from those things. Um, and, um, and then she ended up warming up to my mom and, you know, my mom became part of the pack. So by the time we left to the hospital, she was very comfortable. You had already taken care of that. That was done with. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, I made sure that, and I, and I, you know, asked my mom, please spend time with her on the beanbag because that's her favorite place. And like, we had your mom feed her too, which was, oh yeah, we, yeah, Yeah. that's the thing. We also had my mom start feeding her from the beginning so that, you know, she associated my mom with food. Um, and so we were just super, again, super duper intentional to set her up for success and make her feel super comfortable and super loved when we left. Um, and then, uh, so made sure my mom, Rhett, and I were all on the same page when we brought the baby home. Um, we uh, kept him in the car. We had my mom come out um, and stay with him in the car. Rhett and I came into the house and we spent a few minutes with Anara and just make sure she had lots of love and mm-hmm. lots of attention and felt very comfortable. She got to see you guys without the baby. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then, um, yeah. And then Rhett went back out and he brought the baby back and in the car seat and my mom was there too. And, um, we were, I think also intentional about how we were sitting and positioned and who was going to be observing what, um, who was in charge of, of, of which dog baby thing. Yep. Cause that's important. We need, there needs to be, it's not a zone. This is, this is man to man. We have to, everybody pick one. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So everyone had very specific tasks and, um, she, uh, we let her, we let her sniff him. She was getting lots of pets. We were super intentional that she was getting treats the whole time. And like, there was a designated person to give her pets. Yep. Uh, so she was getting <laughs> lots of love as she got to smell the little guy. Thanks. And um, I had told Rhett, if he's crying, we're driving until he's like quiet and sleeping. Cause we're not going to introduce her like in a stressful situation. Yep. So um, again, super duper intentional about all the factors. Um, we did as much as we could um, and she handled it great. She yeah, sniffed she awesome. him. She, um, she was happy because she was getting pets. Uh, she was definitely curious. He was great. He was asleep the whole time. Um, and then, yeah, we didn't have any issues. I think um, at first she was definitely like when he would cry, she didn't know what to do. Um, she was very confused. Like she wanted to help him, but she didn't know how to help him. Which is frustrating, uh, especially cause she had babies. Yeah. We were, we learned that she's a very nurturing dog because the, the first night when he, when he was crying and she like jumped up and she was like, what do I do? What do I need to do? <laughs> Give and me then, a job. <laughs> yeah. And then for the first three days, she would let us know whenever he had a dirty diaper. 
Wow. <laughs> it was like a dirty diaper alarm. Why don't any of our dogs do that? I have no idea. <laughs> and what then, the hell? And then after, the, after the third day, she's like, oh, he's going to do this every day. Like, and she just, <laughs> <laughs> she just She's like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> this is not the task I want. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I immediately yeah. regret this decision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she would like whine and whimper at him whenever he needed a diaper change. It was the weirdest thing. Awesome. Um, and we've just been super intentional to let her be close to him, but always, you know, watching her. And again, we know that she uses her nose and her paws yeah. and doesn't, you know, doesn't really realize what she's doing. So again, we're just always trying to, you know, watch everything and control the situation, but also giving her a lot of free reign and making her feel comfortable. And we, especially at the beginning, um, Rhett had taken paternity leave and I was at home. My mom was home. So we were so intentional that she got lots of love yep. and lots of pets at the beginning. Um, and that, you know, definitely made a difference. Uh, cause again, she's just a really loving dog. Yeah. And, um, and so as people, you know, Rhett's parents came over several times, like they came over that first night that we came home. Um, and then, you know, as people started coming to see the baby, um, little by little, thankfully, you know, it wasn't too much early on. Um, so that helped. And then, um, what we would do is just, uh, have them here. She would hear them. We, you know, would give her treats, give her stuff to keep her busy and she would be in the room. Um, and then once, you know, everyone had seen the baby and things were calm and she had had time to hear the person in the room, um, we would bring her out. And um, again, we always kind of give, you know, we tell people don't stand up because we know that's a trigger that she still needs work on that we mm -hmm. haven't put as much work into. Um, and we would have lots of treats and, um, and she has just absolutely exceeded our expectations. Since the baby has come, she's um, handled people a lot better. Um, I love that. Yeah, as time goes on, she's definitely handling people people better and better. I wonder if, um, and this, because of the timeline, it's hard to say, but it always makes me think because obviously now both of us being pregnant, knowing how our hormones work and stuff like that. I wonder if because of the situation that she went through being pregnant, losing her babies and stuff, and then pretty much right after having you as a mom, you got pregnant. I wonder if like your home hormones and being pregnant in general, kind of not intentionally, obviously made her a little bit more stressed. And now that you're no longer pregnant, she is a lot more chill. And she's like, Oh, okay, we're good. He's here. Everything's done. Like, fabulous right That's so like a, yeah i wonder yeah. if like that has something to That's do with it as well yeah because you didn't yeah. have her that long before getting pregnant so it's hard to no, say no. what was her and what was you know exacerbated by hormones yeah yeah and you know i hadn't thought of that but you're right um i mean we had just had her four months she hadn't and i've heard like with rescue dogs it takes them like six months to a year to acclimate to their home absolutely um yeah. And so we had barely had her four months. Yep. Um, so yeah, you're, you're right. That, that would, that would actually make a lot of sense. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you guys plan on having more kids, then we can see if, if it goes up again, like that's always something to look for be like, Oh, okay. Like I think Oakley, I think he knows I'm pregnant, but I don't think it, it doesn't affect him in any way. Tishy's definitely been more needy. Like she's on top of me. Like if I go to do laundry, <laughs> she's like at the top of the stairs shaking. And I'm like, I'm right here. <laughs> you can hear me <laughs> I'm right here. I'm doing laundry. Um, so she's definitely a little bit more stressed. I don't think that she loves kids. So I'm not like worried about her. I just think that her emotions, cause we've only had her new year's Eve will be a year that we adopted her. So we really have not had her that long. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was pregnant the whole time, right? No, 
I already had the baby. You already had the baby. I'm thinking of the year prior. Um, so like she's never seen me pregnant. And I don't, I think that that's kind of, and she's definitely had babies for sure. Um, so I wonder if that's kind of doing it for her too. Like she's like, oh my God, wait, am I pregnant? Are you pregnant? What's happening? <laughs> Someone's pregnant. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's very interesting. Yeah. I, I wonder about that too. We'll definitely, if we get pregnant again, yeah, we'll definitely. Yeah. Keep an eye on that. See how, you know. how she does. And if like things kind kind of spark and then we'll know okay she's kind of reacting to those hormones um some dogs nothing you get nothing out of them and some dogs you get a very different response um so that's that's definitely interesting all right we're coming up on about an hour we want to cut them loose we've taken enough of their time (laughs) i'm just so proud of you guys and i'm so proud of her she's just a very happy dog now and i'm just glad to see that she uh has improved so much and just gets to kind of enjoy her life a lot more um and i know you know we talked this past week about now that she's in such a good place and the baby's getting a little bit older, going on more walks and bringing her with us and trying to figure out the best way to handle that moving forward. Um, So my first suggestion is getting the leash on her, letting her get desensitized to it more in the house. And then we can take it to the backyard and see how she does about that. Just putting the leash on and not actually going anywhere. Okay, great. That's actually what I told Rhett the other day. I was like, you know what? I think the leash is a trigger. I think we got to work with her and the leash just inside. So thank you for suggesting that. Yeah, I think if we desensitize her and work with her on that and don't make it a correlation between the walks, the walks will be a little bit easier. Okay. All right. That's a great suggestion. We'll do that. Thank you very much. And um, congratulations again on your new addition. Thank you. And thank you very much for all of your help. I don't I don't know that we would have made it without your help so yeah thank you so much for you're so welcome you allowed her to um you allowed her to be the dog that she was meant to be um so yeah she's just she's such a beautiful person or for a person i say Um, person all the time (laughs) don't even change your wording i say it all the time (laughs) i do yeah and that was all thanks to your help because you gave us um the ability to do what she needed um and that just made a big difference so thank you very You're much. welcome. You're gonna make me tear up. <laughs> She's she really Good is. Job. She's my most improved for 2021. She has come such a long way. Like, and that's why I was saying to to my other clients, like, if Anara can do it, anybody can do it. Anybody can yeah. do it. Because yes. she worked her butt off. She really yes. did. But yes. thank you guys so much. Thank you for coming on here and explaining everything that we went through and and where you guys are now. You're perfect little boy. And I'm just so <laughs> glad she gets to enjoy all of this with you guys, like from an actual enjoyment standpoint. Like she's not in the corner shunned or anything like that. She's just living her life. She is. Yeah. And she is such a happy dog. Yeah. We um, She deserves it. On a, yeah, we took them on a car ride together. Oh, she yes. They the can go in the car now. Yes. Yeah, and she did great. I remember yeah, you was... being kind of nervous about that because she doesn't like seeing people outside. So she, her she, being in the yeah, car. She, originally, she could not do car rides at all. Like, just she was just at 11 it. out of 10. Because there was just so, yeah. m- so many things that were stimuli, and she just couldn't. I wonder if him being it. there, like, calms her down. I like that. I, I think the other thing that somehow helps her a lot is... Um, it's just cracking the back window like that allows her to like I don't know what it is but we weren't doing that before and now we are and it seems okay. like it's removing a, a barrier but yeah. yeah the cracked window helps a lot and it was so funny because she was like she was so intentional to make sure that he got loved to and he didn't feel forgotten about so she's a very she's come she's a long nice. way such so a sweetie and very loving yeah I love that I do I love that so much well, thank you thank so you. much yeah. for having us. And I really hope that in our story can um, 
encourage other people to uh, help rescue other dogs like her that just need a second chance and, and not to give be up patient. Not exactly. Give up. Don't give up, put the work in. Cause it's, it's more us than her. Yeah. Um, put the work in and you're going to get amazing results in the beginning when nobody knows it's like the blind leading the blind. Like we're all like, what do we do? What are we supposed to be doing? <laughs> exactly. And she's like, I don't know. I'm just following you. Like, I don't know what's happening. I'm just a dog. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if we're not knowledgeable and we're not putting the work in, it's never going to get there. So it starts with you guys. It starts with the mom and dad. So, um, I'm so glad that you guys took that step, but thank you so much for, for this and, and giving your story out to the world. And hopefully more people will take that choice, that chance and, and know it's doable. Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Thank All right, you. guys. Have Bye. a great Bye, day. Thanks, thank you, you, too. you guys. Too. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, that's all we have for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. If you can please subscribe to this podcast, rate us five stars if you're enjoying it and you haven't already. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Possum University. And if you want to learn more about training with Jamie, just like Inara did virtually anywhere in the world, uh, head over to possumuniversity.com and you can learn all about our virtual trainings. And if you're in the New Jersey area, you can come out to our farm and you can train in person. That's all we have for this week. Until next, class dismissed. <laughs>